Crude oil is crude. Natural gas is pure. That's why Pennzoil's base oil is made from natural gas, not crude. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Michael Obantoni. About 300 people had to evacuate a swingers club when a carbon monoxide detector went off. Tony Kornheiser. I was ready to go home anyway. That's not it what was I late. That's not what I heard. What do you think activated the carbon monoxide oh, detector? a few things we can think. Of. That's what I'm wondering about. You know. You know, the fumes from these new body sprays. Is that what you think it is? Awesome. What is that stuff called? Axe? What is that called? Axe? Is that? You can't invent body spray. It's a bunch of body sprays. Those commercials. Boy, am I old. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the college basketball season kicks off. Florida State ponders Bob Stoops. And the Red Sox mow what to do with Mookie Betts. But we begin today with the Dallas Cowboys forcing Daniel Jones into three turnovers and riding the 139 rushing yards of Ezekiel Elliott to a 38-17 victory over the New York Giants last night. The Cowboys are now 5-3 and three and leading the NFC East narrowly over the Philadelphia Eagles. Wilbon, how should Jerry Jones feel about his team right now? You know how he feels about them. He feels they're going to go to the Super Bowl every time they win a single game. Right. Even if it's just beating a pathetic bunch like the Redskins. And when they lose a single game, everyone on every network, including this, ask about the job security of his head coach. That's right. That's how this season goes. Not just for the Cowboys, but mostly for the Cowboys. Look, you can look at a final box if you want, or you can look at a score. You can say, oh, the Cowboys roughed them up. The Cowboys didn't play well. The Giants stink. Your boy Daniel Jones has 16 turnovers yeah, he's got in a seven lot. weeks. Got a lot. What? So the Cowboys aren't, they haven't demonstrated they're any good. They might be good. We don't know yet. What I would worry about, honestly, is that the Jets' loss comes back to haunt them. Yeah. I want to look ahead at the schedule and tell you this. The Cowboys have eight games left. Five of them are against teams with winning records. Minnesota, New England, Buffalo, the Rams, and the Eagles. Those are pretty good teams. Two more are against the Bears and the Lions, who could be pretty good teams. There's only one laugher in there, and I think that's against the Redskins. Yeah. So that's, this is not a schedule conducive to going 10 and 6, which would probably get you in in a bad division. I think it's still a 10 and 6 sort of schedule. And I think, Do you they're, think they're better than the, the Eagles. Yeah, I think they're the favorite in the, in the whatever division. So you is. see the glasses so, half full for them? Because I'm not sure I do. Even better. Even better. I'm not predicting they're going to the Super Bowl. No, I don't think they're as good as Seattle or New no, Orleans no, no, but just, or the Packers. But you think they can win? I think they can win their division. That's as far as I'm willing to How go. How about the Jets' loss? Oh. Okay, let's look at the Jets' loss. The Jets are an 0-17 team if they don't beat the Cowboys. So now they're a 1-7 team. The New the England Giants. Patriots, who are still on a schedule, beat the Jets 33 Oh, the Jets, the Jets. The Jets. The Eagles so you're saying beat that, the Jets 31 So, so does that loss to the Jets disqualify the Cowboys to you? I'm saying it is so terrible that having confidence in the Cowboys is impossible at this point. What happened point? to the Giants? Remember when the Giants good. were a franchise that could put together the kind of roster that could go out and beat the Patriots? They're not good. What, what's happened to them? They're not, they, went, they won two Super Bowls in the last 12 or And now years. it's like seven years removed and they're That's just right. They've laughing. fallen. They haven't fallen as far as the Redskins, but they've fallen. Man, they have. It didn't take Florida State long to express interest in one of the big-name coaches the school thinks could return the football program to prominence. The Tallahassee Democrat says former Oklahoma coach Bob Stoops, quote, is the top target for FSU, close quote. The AD there himself says, quote, he's on the list and he's certainly somebody we would consider, close quote. But big game Bob tells Kirk Herbstreet that he is, quote, 
not a candidate, close quote. Tony, the Florida State were able to convince Stoops to come to Tallahassee. Would you like that move for Florida State? And would you like it for Stoops? I certainly would like it for Florida State. He is a big name guy. When he was at Oklahoma every year, they were considered possible national champions. So sure, would I like it for Stoops? I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much he wants it at this point. I, 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 I will say this, that I think his reputation... coaching the XFL, which means he's not, he's not opposed to working. Well, I, I think his reputation has taken a hit lately because Lincoln Riley went into Oklahoma and energized that team, and they're, and they're fun to watch. I but I bigger hit if he goes to Florida State well, and I doesn't think, win. I think if he goes to Florida State, it's instant credibility in the way that Steve Spurrier going to South Carolina... For Florida gave, State. Yeah, gave them instant credibility, yes. I, I think instant credibility is not what you want. Florida State needs some lasting credibility because they haven't had any for a little bit of time now. And so the question becomes, is something different about Florida State than it was 10, 15, 20, 25 years ago, particularly during Florida State's heyday? And that's Jimbo Bobby Fisher Bowden. won a national championship. I said, I'm talking about the heyday. That was still... I think, I think you win a national championship. That's heyday. It, hey, Tony, hey, Tony, right now they can't break 500. No, right now they stink. So they stink. got some making up to do. Right. And the question is, is Stoops up to that? And there's some risk. Do, why does Stoops, at nearing 60 years old, why does he necessarily want risk when he can just live out his time being big game Bob Stoops? Oh, I don't know. I guess because Nick Saban, who's nearing 67 years old, is winning championships down there. Coaches Nick do, you, Saban. do you think if they, he, he says he's not a candidate, that just means he's not a declared candidate. Don't that. We don't believe that. No. If Florida State calls, he listens. He has to listen. He has to listen. You don't think Florida State should call him? I think it's the easy way out. I think it's easy. You, you, yeah, you look at the people out there who are not working, and you say, okay, who's done something in the past that we want to link ourselves That's to? That's right. Yes, Bob Stoops. Now, can you find that 35-, 30-year-old, 8-year-old hustler who's going to oh, kill sure. himself yeah. to get every last kid, you mean like, and he's ambitious, and it's raw? You mean like you Lincoln Riley kid? at Oklahoma? Okay. Yeah, you could do that. All right. When J.D. Martinez opted into a $24 million contract for next season with Boston, the Red Sox began to face a terrible dilemma. In order to get to their stated goal of not paying the luxury tax, they may feel compelled to trade their MVP, Mookie Betts. Betts will become a free agent after next season, and he has said he will test the market. Wilbon, what should the Red Sox do now with Betts? You want me to take the easy way out? You really? You want to get Bob Stoops? No. <laughs> what? what? I'd be more interested in Mookie Betts, because I think I know what I'm going to get from him after, like, six years in the major leagues. I mean, you know, you can... You can you can trade him and get a lot back if you don't want to get into the repeater tax, which becomes onerous at some point, even to make me. This is the tax that the owners installed against themselves. That's right. Because they didn't want the Yankees and, and the Red Sox and, and the Angels. And, and the Cubs. Man, the Cubs, the Cubs aren't as. Yeah, and the Cubs. You know, the Cubs aren't as shrewd about this as the ones I just mentioned. They're next in line. Right. They didn't want those few teams to dominate the acquisition of great players. That's right. And so they said, okay. If you do this and you have to pay them all, we will punish you. We will bring you to your knees. So what would you do? All right. So I, I, Mr. All, 90, I, I don't think that I the problem. Yeah, I don't think that the problem with the Boston Red Sox is what to do with Mookie Betts. I what think it's it? that you've signed starting pitchers to contracts that are unbelievable. Okay. Like Chris Sale and David Price. I, I wouldn't get rid of Mookie. Here, here's what I would Even do. Even with the repeater tax? No. And I'll tell you exactly why. This is a self-imposed rule that Boston yes. is doing. I no, would say the lead, the major league baseball owners. No, but Boston wants to get under. They don't have to. 
Keep Mookie it's Betts. Tax. He's an MVP. Tony, you won the World even Series the wealthiest one year ago. people sometimes have something resembling a budget. Okay, but I wouldn't not. I, I wouldn't do it this year. I'd strip the rest of the assets bare, and I would try to keep him. Would, because I don't, uh, uh, he's, he has said he likes to play in Boston. He likes to, but he also says he's going to do what's best for him, which is what everybody in sports says, and they should That's say. Right. They should. So Mookie Betts is looking out for himself, so he may not take a hometown discount, or he may not even take anything that he, fits under that repeater tax. Are you saying you would, is your agenda to get him on the Cubs? Well, that's always my agenda. Well, now, look, let's stop. I, I'm let's honest, unlike you. Yeah, let's move on. Huh? Well, I don't want him on the Nats. Sure you, you really, you don't? You no, wouldn't no, take no, him? No, 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 no. Did you wouldn't I take Boston. Mookie Betts well, on your team. Yes, I would take him, but I, I, Thank you. I'm not Thank as inquisitive you. as you are. Inquisitive? I just won the World Series. Ha. <laughs> Where's my jacket? And 10 of, your, 10 of your players, where are they going? They're leaving. Where's your third baseman? 15. MVP, MVP. It would oh, be yeah. tough to lose sure. him. Anthony Davis did a really cool thing. Visited his high school in Chicago yesterday, preceding the Lakers game tonight against the Bulls. And when some kid asked Davis if he might like to play in his hometown one day, the Lakers star said exactly what Chicagoans hoped he would say. Quote, honestly, there's nothing like playing at home. I don't know. I mean, I'm a free agent next year, but we'll see. It's a possibility. Close quote. So you might think that natives like me would get wildly excited hearing that, but I haven't talked to a single Chicagoan who was reading too deeply into what Davis said there. So with that in mind, I will ask you, Big deal, little deal, no deal at all. Nah, it's not a big deal. It's a real big deal. Oh, you don't believe that? Yes, I do. No, you're just trying to get my goat. No, no. This is a league where players can say, not only do I want to be out of here by 6 o'clock, but I'll tell you where I want to <laughs> land at 7.30. He's with LeBron James right now. LeBron yeah. James is going to be 35 years old this year, and that's a 40-year-old body because he's played 10 billion minutes. Yes. I don't know that he wants to sign on for the long term with LeBron James as LeBron James gets old. What if he did what Kawhi Leonard did in his one year in Toronto? What if he was able to win a championship? Then, boom, he's gone. And I, I, should, I think I should tell the people here your true agenda on the Chicago Bulls and Anthony <laughs> Listen, Davis. Back-to-back story. Over a year agenda. ago, you came to me and you said, I am a secret agent <laughs> for getting Anthony be, Davis. I would do, You'd let, love Let Anthony me declare Davis. right here, right now. Well, I would do just about anything to see Anthony Davis on my but team. This is a league but, where people but, go. Let, let, let me be more upfront. I have asked Anthony Davis in Chicago, how do you feel about your hometown? And he said, I love my hometown. So he's not like people. This is not, not like, like Kevin, Kevin Durant, Durant. That's right. Who said up front, and uh, this is not happening. No. All right, so Anthony uh, Davis, and he reiterated it there. It's going to be free agent. fully transparent. Well, why wouldn't he go? Why, who has left where they are in the prime of their career to come to Chicago as a free agent? Let me know. I don't, I Give don't, me a full list. No, oh, wait. I don't know about that, but there's I no do. reason why somebody can't be first. I'd love it if he's first. What, what happened with Le- LeBron James changed the game. So that people have freedom. Listen, they listen. have power. Listen. If Anthony Davis plays one year in the Lakers, even if he if, loves it and he says, I want to go home, he goes they, home. I, I'd love it if he said that. It's hard for me to see that if you are in Los Angeles with all the opportunities, financial opportunities and otherwise. They don't exist are, in Chicago? They exist differently. I would love it if he loves his hometown enough to come. Right now, it's no deal to little deal. And you've got it being big deal to great big deal. We're like eight years into the big season. deal. Let's take a break. Coming up, because he can do it. I would love it. The college basketball season tips off tonight. Is Michigan State clearly the best team in the country? We're going to ask Jay Billis. Anthony, you heard Mr. New York making the case for Chicago. Yeah. We'll also ask him what the future holds for Kansas coach Bill Self. I want to see him on the bench wearing the T-shirt that says, That's all, folks, when he leaves L.A. and goes. 
College basketball season tips off tonight with a couple of very sexy games in Madison Square Garden. And speaking of sexy, let's bring in a man who'll be calling them ESPN college basketball analyst Jay Billis. The big matchups are obviously number one, Michigan State, facing number two, Kentucky, number three, Kansas, facing number four, Duke. Michigan State is close to a consensus number one pick. Do the Spartans appear better than these other three teams in your eyes? And if they do, why? Well, because they have experience back and they've got the best point guard in the country in Cassius Winston. Uh, Winston, who was an All-American last year, averaged close to 20 points a game, led the Big Ten in assists for the second straight year. He's got an outside shot to catch Bobby Hurley's all-time assist record uh, in the NCAA. It's an outside chance, but he's got a chance. So having a great point guard back gives them a leg up. But they did lose a lot from last year. So I agree that they're the number one team heading into the season, but I don't think they're head and shoulders ahead of the pack. And losing Joshua Langford, uh, their senior wing, uh, could be for the season uh, with a foot injury. Uh, that, that sets them back out of the gate. Jay, we're starting a college basketball season where several programs, of course, including Kansas, where the NCAA has gone after Bill Self directly, uh, a lot of programs seem like they were going to be under a cloud, and it is my perception that people following college basketball don't give a damn. Am I wrong about that, or am I missing something? No, you're exactly right, Michael, and that's been the one thing that's been really interesting to me. When this thing broke a couple of years ago, February two years ago, uh, I thought it was going to be career-ending for a couple people, a couple coaches, and it turned out it, it, it hasn't been. And, uh, and so I, I'm having a hard time carrying myself anymore that, that when all these administrators talk about integrity and shake their fist at us and tell us how much integrity they have, not one president or AD has stepped forward to do anything about this. Uh, basically every school is, is basically, if they're in the crosshairs, they're saying we didn't do it and their, uh, their rivals are saying cheater, cheater, cheater and everybody else doesn't seem to care. Uh, so I don't think it's going to be a cloud over this season at all. Uh, and you mentioned Kansas. Uh, now the NCAA's got to prove it. And I'll tell you one thing with Kansas. Like, if they're going to try to say that a shoe company's been a booster, that's going to be a tough one. And, uh, and I, I, don't, I don't think that, that this is going to amount to much. I think the is going to try to hit everybody with a bag of hammers. But, uh, but it's not, I don't think it's as big a deal as, as it's being made. Okay, so we'll move on from that to Penny Hardaway, who has predicted already a national championship. His Memphis team hosts South Carolina tonight. How good do you expect Memphis to be? Really talented, but really young. They've got maybe the best freshman in the country in James Wiseman, who's a lefty, you know, 6'11", 7 feet, can play inside and out. Uh, they are really talented. Boogie Ellis can shoot it. They, they've got just about everything, but one thing they don't have is experience. And I was there in Memphis a couple weeks ago, and, and Penny Hardaway was basically saying, look, I, I didn't try to ruffle any feathers saying that we, we want to win a national championship. We aspire to that. Uh, we're not, you know, putting any prediction out there that we're going to win. Uh, but I, I like the way they've said we want the smoke. You know, so they're basically telling everybody we'll play anywhere, anytime against anybody. Bring it on. And I kind of like the attitude. And clearly players do because they've got the number one recruiting class. And I don't think that's going to stop here. This is away from the court, but we'd be remiss having you without asking you about the NCAA appearing ready to embrace athletes getting paid for their name, likeness and image. Are you persuaded that the NCAA has come full circle? Because I'm not. I'm still, I'm still skeptical. And I am, just to set the record straight. That's right. I, Tony I, and I, I differ I think this, this is a big first step, and I think it will change, yes. I, I agree with both of you, actually. I think it's a big first step, and it will change eventually. 
But I still agree, Michael, that I think the NCAA is going to be dragged into reality, kicking and screaming, and they are going to spend whatever it takes uh, in in lawsuits and lobbying to keep from giving any of it to the players. So what they're saying is that we want to allow the opportunity for name, image, and likeness rights to the players as long as it fits within the collegiate model, which means um, we want to go through the car wash, but we don't want any – as long as nobody gets wet. And that, that's impossible, the way they're trying to frame this. So it, it's kind of a joke, in my opinion. But think about it this way. Like, what, 30 days ago or so when California passed this uh, SB 206 law, the, the Name, Image, and Likeness Rights Law, uh, Fair Pay to Play Act, I think they call it, Mark Emmert came out and said, this is an existential threat to college sports. Women's sports are going to be hurt. Women are going to be hurt. Gogs and cats are going to live together. And now, 35, 40 days later, yeah, we're going to do this. What an about-face and a stunning lack of principle that the NCAA shows. It, it, it's really amazing that they will bend at whatever wind blows their way. But they, they are still not going to do this. They're just saying they are. Adapt or die would be what I would say about that. We'll get you out of here on this quickly. Outside of these top four and the other teams that you have mentioned, if this is a UConn kind of year, do you have a pet team that could rise up and become UConn? Florida. Uh, Mike White has a an outstanding team at Florida that I think is it should be in the top four to start the season out. Excellent backcourt, and they've got a transfer. They've got a great freshman in Scotty Lewis coming in, McDonald's All-American, but they've also got a transfer, Kerry Blackshear Jr., big guy that played at Virginia Tech. He could be SEC Player of the Year, and Florida could cut the nets down for the first time uh, since uh, since Billy Donovan was there, and they won him back-to-back. Thank you so much, Thanks, Jay, as always. Appreciate enjoy yourself. It. Thank you, guys. You can catch the games on ESPN tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. Let's take one last break, but still to come, the Panthers make a big decision involving Cam Newton. And the Jaguars decide whether Nick Foles gets his job back. Don't hold your breath. It's going to make me very happy when the NCAA absolutely comes into the 21st century. And I can say to you, I was right and you were wrong. Except you're not going to be right. I think I might be by 2023. <laughs> I think were I might you listening be. to Jay just now? No, I heard Is Jay. Because but... he should be... Happy time, people. Happy 45th birthday, Jerry Stackhouse. Stackhouse makes his college head coaching debut tomorrow night at Vanderbilt. Takes over a team that lost its last 20 straight games last season. Stackhouse is part of a trend that sees NBA players without previous college coaching experience become D1 head coaches. Patrick Ewing at Georgetown. Chris Mullen was at St. John's. Anthony Hardaway at Memphis. Juwan Howard at Michigan. Wilman, these are big gigs. They are. Do you think that previous college experience is not required? I don't know. I like what Patrick Ewing's done at Georgetown. And Tony, these guys are all commanding presences. And I think that their ADs and their bosses are counting on them conveying that in these college locker rooms. Happy anniversary, LSU. On this day eight years ago, number one LSU defeated number two Alabama 9-6 to six in overtime at Alabama. For those people that worry that LSU can't beat Alabama this Saturday at Alabama, can't. this should provide some comfort. Those teams eight years ago ended up in a rematch for the national championship, won by Alabama 21-0. The biggest surprise this year, given the high-powered state of the LSU offense, would be if Saturday's game ended up 9-6. I think I'm sort of secretly rooting for LSU. Are you? Yeah, Marcus Spears and all the guys who went to LSU, I know how they feel. But you don't think Alabama's going to lose, do you? I don't know. Yes, you do. I'll watch. Happy trails, Cam Newton. The former MVP of the league has been placed on injured reserve for the rest of the season to facilitate the gradual healing of his foot injury. GM Marty Herney said there will be no attempt to rush Newton back. I can't help but think that part of that decision is made easier by the fact that Kyle Allen is 5-1 and one as a starter this year. 
The larger question, Mike, now is will Newton ever play for the Carolina Panthers again? That's hard to see, Tony, but you know they could make a trade for a guy who played his college football in North Carolina. Bring oh him back God. home. You're going they can to bring the him back now. You're going to you got, do you not see that as being a possibility? I guess. Let's go to the big finish before uh-huh, he mentions you don't like the Blackhawks. The Jaguars will start Nick Foles instead of Gardner Minshew, your boy, against the Colts after their bye week. Good call. What happened to the Gardner Minshew era? I thought they were just going to put him in a gold jacket and run him out there. The NBA suspended Atlanta big man John Collins 25 games for PEDs. Your thoughts? Just like DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. Collins said, I don't know how this stuff got in my body. I know how it got in your body. You took it into your body. Yeah. The Suns gave the Sixers their first loss last night. Is that significant? It is to me. Booker Baines, Rubio, Bridges, Oubre. That's the nucleus of a good team. And it ain't two years from two years. You owe him an apology. Warriors rookie Eric Pascal had 34 and got MVP chance last night. You high on him? I like Villanova players. I Damn. think Jay Wright runs a good system. I think that they're well coached and they're re- you know they're ready. I think they're good. Last one, basketball will have an automated baseball, baseball rather will have an automated strike zone in at least some minor league games next season. Are you happy about this? No, it's not ready yet. It's not ready for the majors. I don't care about the minors. Out of time. Try and do better the next time. I'm Tony Corner and I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcast. Tommy Friedman of the New York Times, shout out. Great fun playing with you. Beat your